Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. In this series, we have the privilege of speaking with leaders in the customer channel and brand loyalty space about what they are seeing within the industry. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Tommy Marsans. She is the Decisioning Program Lead for the Verizon Business Group. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Great, great. Uh, it was great meeting you a couple weeks back at the Loyalty Expo in Charlotte. Uh, great uh, to meet you and hear about some things you were doing. So thank you for taking time to talk to us today again. Absolutely. It was so much fun to get out and meet people like in person and have like real conversations. It was it was very nice. Yeah, it was great. Um, uh, great to meet people and uh, the, the topic of customer loyalty is front and center. And uh, obviously you guys did a great job. You, you won an award at the conference that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, for those who may not know about Verizon, which I'm not sure uh, that would be anyone, um, can you tell us a little bit uh, about Verizon, what you do at Verizon, your role? Yeah, so Verizon um, has uh, three kind of businesses under one roof. So we, um, we structured ourselves around the customer um, a little bit better than just we had been aligned kind of by products or market segments. So we have three units, one that's the customer unit, one that's the business unit, one that's the media group. And so I'm in the business unit. So our customers are business customers. And what I do is I use AI and machine learning to have a better interaction and a more sort of human conversation with our customers. I know that sounds a little weird using machine learning and AI to humanize the conversation, but we'll get into how that actually works. Okay, great. When, uh, as far as you, uh, we like to get uh, to know the people we're speaking with at a little more personal level. Can you tell us uh, a little about yourself, uh, your background, and maybe even a fun fact, a passion, or a hobby that you may have? Yeah, so I've been working in marketing sciences and specifically marketing technology for a little over three decades. Um, don't do the math. Um, I work really hard to make it look like I haven't been working for three decades. Um, and you know, my passion from a work perspective is bringing solutions. I like literally get up in the morning and it just makes me, I don't skip to work necessarily, but maybe my heart skips a little bit to work because I know that I'm providing solutions either for our customers or internal stakeholders. Um, a personal passion of mine, I have two great big passions. One is fitness. Um, I, I love bringing people along that fitness journey and to the Cleveland Browns. Now, feel free to fill up the comments with why I shouldn't be a Browns fan, but I am. Oh, yeah, we, uh, I like the Browns, but I, I like the Broncos a little better. Um, so uh, we have a little luck against the Browns, not this year, but uh, in big games we do, so that's all right. <laughs> So um, when you uh, we were at the, uh, the conference a couple of years, a couple of weeks back, how about we get it right? Uh, you won a silver award in the B2B customer loyalty category. And you also uh, took the time to talk about your program, which was uh, great to hear some things you guys are doing and seeing and, and plans you have for the program. Can you tell us about uh, the B2B customer loyalty entry you had for the Verizon Business Group and you know, some of the success that you've seen with the program? Yeah, absolutely. So um what we did is we built um, an AI and machine learning tool underneath all of the customer interactions. So regardless of the channel that the customer reaches out to us or you know, when we reach out to the customer with proactive offers, um, that AI and machine learning platform learns more about the customer 
um, than a human even could, right? So we've got profile information, we've got intent information, we've got account information, then we have all of our products and all of our offers. It could be up to maybe a thousand, three thousand things that the customer could be doing in any given interaction. And so what we do is we look at, we have the machine look at those, all of those possibilities and then arbitrate the two or three that would be most meaningful within that conversation. So if the customer calls in and wants to say, you know, God forbid, disconnect, we take that intent and look at the three or 4,000 things that they could do and find the best two or three that might help them um, modify their account, reduce their bill, whatever it is to kind of keep, keep them to stay. Now that's sort of on the far end of loyalty, like after you've had that conversation. On the front end of loyalty, we'll look at accounts that have a propensity or look like accounts that might have some issues um, if we're seeing a lot of service calls, that kind of thing. And then when they call in or they, they go into their portal, or if we reach out to them proactively, we have that knowledge. We know that there's some frustration level there and we'll try to address that frustration level. So it's sort of like augmented loyalty. You've got this, it's kind of like phone a friend. You can, the machine will tell you, you know, a couple of things that you could do, but then that really enables whomever is talking to the customer right in front of them to have that personal interaction and focus on the needs of the customer rather than trying to figure out what they should be doing from an offer or platform perspective. Okay. One of the things that uh, you spoke to in your session is that you, you have a pretty good job or you have done a good job of evaluating, anticipating a customer's needs uh, during the pandemic. Uh, you know, if they're having some challenges, if they're looking to attract or just, you know, looking at it from an AI perspective, you can process a number of different data points and give you a deeper, more holistic perspective of the customer. Uh, so you understood kind of what they needed during the, uh, you know, the, the, the challenging times. Can you tell us uh, maybe something that, that, that went into gaining that insight, how you kind of uh, put that pro- programming process together? Yeah, so it's kind of twofold. I mean, the world really kind of changed for everybody almost overnight, right? So the needs of our customers changed overnight as well. And we were able to look at that and adapt in a way that we might have different offers. We might actually propose different solutions. For example, a business might need to have fewer um, handheld devices and might need more, say, internet kind of security um, uh, products. So that's how we kind of anticipated the needs of, the co- of our customer base based on what was happening with their business. And so, um, you know, it really was a little bit proactive in that respect. So the machine itself, though, was able to anticipate based on where somebody um, was located, where their primary location was, say it was New York, right? they had a grace period where they didn't actually have to disconnect anything. They could just suspend their lines. So we did some of that stuff proactively for them, right? We knew that they could suspend their lines. And so we said, hey, you know, you can do this. And yeah, that sort of is counterintuitive to what you might do from a business perspective, if you're looking at the bottom line, but it's very intuitive when you're thinking about what the customer's needs are. 
Okay. Uh, you don't have a formal loyalty program. I know you're in the process of kind of developing one coming forward, but you have very loyal customers and your goal is to keep engagement high, to keep them as, as a member of or kind of a, a customer of Verizon. So customer loyalty is very important to your organization. Can you uh, talk about two or three things that you feel are working well within your customer loyalty approach? Yeah, so really our, our philosophy is not to sort of pay the customer to stick around, really is to answer their needs and make sure we have the right solution for them. So one of the things that works really well is what we call my solutions. And when a customer comes in, we look at everything about that customer and we say, okay, what's the right solution for them, even if they didn't ask? So um, we might be looking at them proactively to say, hey, you've got a ton of overages on these three lines. You should really move over to a business unlimited plan even if that means a couple of dollars less for us, it's much better for the customer. And so that really works very well for customers. And secondly, some of the more proactive offers that we have um, could, for instance, be in um, an acquisition type offer that might be very, very um, uh, lucrative for the customer, right? So they, they basically get you know, new customer pricing, even if they're an existing customer. And so we look at things like that, and those, those have been very, very successful. In addition to that, um, there's a couple of things that we have around what we call attachment rate. So other products and services. Customers tend to think of Verizon as either connectivity or wireless. And we kind of bring to the forefront awareness around some of the other products and services we have. Customers tend to be very delighted with that. So for example, we might have security products that they just didn't know existed. Right. And so some of those are very successful, too. Okay, Customer loyalty, uh, as mentioned, is very important to the Verizon, very important to to most brands. It should be. We also uh, like to understand how people define customer loyalty, what it means to organizations. So how does Verizon define customer loyalty and and what what does it mean to to your organization? So one of one of the key metrics, and it's frankly, the big focus of this year is our NPS score. Right. And if If you're not familiar with NPS score, you really should get very familiar with NPS. And it's basically three, one to three questions. The primary question being, would you recommend Verizon to a friend or a colleague? And that NPS score has been a big focus of us um, uh, from the business perspective, as well as the consumer side um, for the past year. We want to get really competitive with our NPS score. We want to be you know, thought of as the premium brand. So we've been hyper-focused on customer satisfaction. And that is the one metric um, that we really focus on. There are other metrics that are kind of leading indicators, but that's the one. Okay, great. When you look at uh, kind of the the technology, uh, technology is very important to uh, drive customer loyalty. It usually takes a number of different different systems potentially uh, and it's, I know you guys are working on a kind of a formal loyalty program, but do you have challenges or what do you think challenges are that brands may have with regard to you know, getting technology to work for them so they can have personalization, even some of your AI efforts? I mean, how, how do you get that to work? Because it can be very challenging for many brands to get disparate systems to work well. Yeah, so there's technology cha- challenges and then there's people challenges. So the technology challenge that I've seen that's pretty universal across companies is you might have a lot of data, but it's not centralized. And unless it's centralized, it's just data and it's not information. So really that becomes the big challenge is making sure that you can take that data, put it into 
context and relationship to each other and then actually use it in some way um, to inform the conversations with the customer. And the second piece is people. And that's actually much more challenging. Um, companies tend to focus on how do I plug it into the wall, but they don't really think about what does that mean for our on-site reps? What does that mean for um, people in the retail stores? What does that mean for customers specifically? And there's a, there's a large business transformation piece of this. And so what we did very early on was stakeholder with those people who are at the front line, not their supervisors, not the stakeholders that you know, are in HQ, but the frontline reps, what are the problems that they're seeing? What are the issues that they want resolved for their customers? What questions are customers bringing to them? And really using that to leverage um, AI to you know, create some solutions for them, not just you know, customer bundle solutions, but real solutions for customers. And then lastly, technology should be invisible. You shouldn't feel like you're talking to a bot. You shouldn't feel like you're talking to anybody um, except another human being. And so that conversation should be contextual, relevant, um, and make the customer feel like they're known and heard. So I would say it's sort of three levels. You got to make sure that you, know, you have centralized data, um, that you are thinking about business transformation and answering real problems. And then lastly, just have that hyper-focus on the customer. Does it feel conversational to them? Okay, excellent, absolutely. Uh, when you look at uh, customers, there's a big discussion around customers, customers changing, and, and what that means uh, to brands and how you respond to it. You talked about some of the things that you're doing. How do you think your customers are, the business customers uh, of Verizon are changing, and, and how are you in turn uh, responding to that? So I think the big change with customers is they, they have high, high expectations that you understand them. Right. It's no longer a world where you can just sort of say, do you want to buy a watch, right? They really expect you to know them at a very deep level. They almost expect you to be proactive with some conversations. Like um, it used to be that we would back off a little bit thinking that it sort of felt big brotherish, but now customers absolutely expect it. Think about what you expect as a consumer yourself, right? You go to Amazon and you think they should know what I bought. They should be able to recommend to me things that are related to, you know, um, other purchases, then they should know me. And I think that's the expectation. And that's the big change. We should know them. And secondly, we should be compassionate, right? There's an expectation of compassion um, that I think has bubbled up over the past year and a half. Okay. Excellent. Uh, when, when you look at uh, kind of data, that's another challenge uh, brands are having, getting it all to work, creating actionability. That was a big piece of your award submission is using AI, using machine learning, using neural networks to help simplify that and contextualize it, uh, especially for your frontline workers. And what are some challenges that, that you see with data and, and uh, you know, how are you addressing them at Verizon? So I think the big challenge with the data is People kind of want to boil the ocean. They say, okay, there's a big pool of data. Let's just pull it all in and try to relate it. I think a better approach is what data is important and how do we turn it from data to knowledge, to information, and then to wisdom. And I think there was, there was, a, there was some chart that I saw at the conference, which was just you know, so spot on, right? There's, there's data points. And a lot of companies feel like they don't have data, but they do. They just haven't translated it into wisdom. And uh, <laughs> there's, there's a woman that I absolutely love at Verizon who always says, um, 
Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. That's a good one. I, I, uh, I always forget that tomato is a fruit and I never put it in a fruit salad. So I guess I'm uh, hitting both sides of that. So it's good. There you go. <laughs> when you look at, uh, you know, uh, you talked about the KPIs that you're using, you know, when you look at personalization, how are you looking at personalization? How are you leveraging the processes and technologies you have to, you know, to, to address the challenges and, and get to more of the opportunity for personalization? So personalization, um, kind of comes in a different couple of different flavors. So some people see personalization as a content kind of issue. Some people see personalization as um, sort of tight segments, but really personalization. And again, just sort of think of yourself as the consumer, put yourself in the consumer shoes. Personalization is that one-to-one conversation. And a lot of companies talk about sort of this one-to-one, but if you don't put every conversation into context, then it doesn't really feel like personalization. So hyper-segmentation, not it. Sort of content fragments, still not it. There's this sort of magic that happens when you take all of the information you know about a customer and have a relevant, reactive conversation with them, right? So they say something, you say something. They say something, you say something. So the personalization doesn't happen in sort of one campaign, one instance. It happens over time. Okay, great. When you look at the, the next big thing uh, that you are working on for you know, bigger picture customer loyalty, you know, what do you think the next big thing is for the Horizon Business Group? I think, again, I think loyalty is more about having that sort of augmented conversation. And I think the next big thing for us is to take that to a digital level, right? So right now we're having those kind of conversations where we're augmenting conversations that humans are having, but then sort of taking that to the next level so that customers can basically self-serve, right? They can go to our website, they can go to their portal, and they can feel just as known and heard there as they do when they're talking to a customer. Okay, great. And, and what about your competitors? Are you seeing the same sort of efforts from your competitor set? And I would think your competitor set is pretty broad with some of the products that you offer. Are, are, are you know, what is what you're doing different? Yeah, I think I, there are there are pockets, right? And there's a continuum. So there are some companies um, like cable companies that are really not doing personalization because they don't have to. And then there are, um, and that's where we would compete with sort of connectivity. And then there are wireless competitors that are very competitive and they're, they're doing very similar things that we're doing. I think what differentiates us is that we're not looking at this from a commodity perspective. We really do believe in our own motto, which is putting the customer first, um, being responsible, both on a personal and, and social level. Um, we are respectful of people internally, Verizon, and our customers externally. So it's bringing that human element into it and not just using a machine to sort of generate more revenue, right? Is, and I think that's what differentiates us. Okay, that's awesome. Well, Tommy, it uh, was great speaking with you, uh, getting to know a little bit more about you and also what you're doing at the Verizon Business Group. Uh, You guys obviously have a a very unique approach and looking forward to uh, hearing more from you and your team uh, in the coming years. So thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks for taking the time to have me. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening and make sure you join us back again soon for another uh, series in the Leaders and Customer Loyalty. Thank you very much.
have a wonderful day.